What's up, everybody? John English here with another edition of Broken Man Podcast. This is episode number five. I want to welcome each and every one of you that have uh, been tuning in and also continue to tune in and welcome any new listeners out there in uh, in the world. Um, today, it's probably going to be a short podcast, and I promised you, uh, well, I didn't promise you, but I, I told you on the last episode that uh, when I was talking about fear, I said I might actually get one done, another podcast done this week, and here, I, here we are. Here we are together once again. So what I want to talk about today, it's, it's a, I, I was kind of, first of all, I had, you're, you're listening to this. I'm recording this as, as uh, obviously you're going to be listening to it whenever you get a chance, but uh, I wasn't able to sleep again because uh, I've had this thing in my head all night long last night at work. And then I could just could not sleep. I woke up after about three, three and a half hours of sleep and I just could not get back to sleep because I think, you know, it's something that God puts these things in my head or lays these things on my heart and I need to get it out and I need to get it recorded and get it done because if I don't do it right away, or at least within a reasonable amount of time, I just won't do it. And uh, I think at this point, God's just kind of, you know, you gonna let me sleep until I get this done or at least talk about what I want to talk about and and get it out there. And it's meant for somebody. It's well, it's meant for me. First of all, uh, anything that I ever say on there, just so you know, anything I ever say, I'm including myself when I'm talking about Christians, the way they act or, uh, the way they perceive things. I'm talking about myself too. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because if you point your finger at somebody, you got three pointing right back at yourself. So just keep that in mind. I am thinking about myself as well. And I won't say it all the time. I don't remember to say it, but just know that I am including myself in this. Okay. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not special. And I'm certainly not more godly than anyone else. I'm about as far from that as you can possibly be, but I do believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died for me and I do believe the Bible is correct. I prefer the King James Bible. So I'm, I'm secure in what I believe, but I'm also not perfect, and I never will be perfect. There's no way I'll ever be perfect. There's only one perfect one that's ever set foot on this planet, and that was Jesus Christ. So uh, just keep that in mind. I don't think I'm better than anyone. So anytime I'm uh, bringing a message that might hurt your feelings or you might want to argue with me about or uh, say, oh, well, you're, you're think you're better than everybody else and you're not including yourself in that, no, that is, is about as far from the truth as it possibly can be. All right? So... With that being said, I watched a uh, documentary yesterday, and um, I want to say, I think it was Little Light Studios. I, I, I can't remember. It's on YouTube. And let me search my history here. Probably would be a good idea to have this set up before I even started this, but of course I did not. But uh, where is it at? Little Light Studios. That's right. On YouTube. So if you Google search or, or YouTube search, which by the way, if you didn't know, YouTube is the second largest search engine behind Google when Google owns YouTube. So they've got it all pinned right on down. So the replacement gods is the name of the documentary, the replacement gods. And, and basically what it is, this documentary talks about stuff that I already had a feeling about and already kind of knew 
but it kind of breaks it down. It's something that I've always wanted to do is kind of break down this whole superhero comic book uh, situation. Because, uh, <clears throat> and here's just as an example, okay? Here's what, here's what really kind of got me going on this. Um, if you remember the movie, one of the several, I don't know, they've done, I don't know how many supermen there've been where they, they have a different actor play Superman. Obviously it started with Christopher Reeves way back in the, well, I actually didn't start with Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Cause if you go all the way back, I remember watching the TV show, not when it was first out, it was also replayed. I'm not that old, but, uh, the guy that did, uh, the TV show was the first, I guess. And then, then they had the movie, the Christopher Reeves movie later, you know, much later on. And, you know, but, but they keep coming up with these new actors. They, and by the way, I'll apologize now if you hear the air conditioner in the background, it just what happens. My room is butted up the, uh, compressor or the, uh, air conditioner outside is like right behind my wall. So if you hear that, I apologize. Hopefully it's not that bad. But anyway, uh, if you remember the movie, the man of steel, it was one of the, uh, late, the most recent adaptations of the Superman franchise. And in all throughout that movie, the entire movie was unreal as to how many references to Jesus there was. Now, one thing you got to keep in mind, how old is Superman at the time, this movie, you know, the, the, I guess the place and time of this movie, he was 33 years old, just like Jesus Christ was 30 year, 33 years old when he was, uh, you know, tortured and hung on the cross for our sins. So 33 years old, that was one of the parallels. And then there was also a scene. Uh, there's actually several places during the movie. There's just, it's, I, I can't get into all of them cause I don't have it right in front of me, but the ones that stick out the most is number one, 33 years old. Number two, um, he was, a, there was a church scene. He was inside of a church and the, the camera angle just happened to capture a, a portrait of Jesus behind him as he's talking. It's kind of blurred out. You know, you got that, uh, what do they call that bokeh effect? You know, where the background, everybody loves the selfies, everybody that loves themselves so much, they taking selfies all the time. And they, and they always got to have that bokeh effect in the back. Well, that's, that's, you know, they had that and, and, but you could clearly tell it was a picture of Jesus. So, um, you know, and we've talked about, or I've talked about in the past uh, with several people, and and also I know uh, other pastors, uh, well, I'm not saying other, I'm not a pastor, but pastors that I listen to, uh, they have talked about this Superman, the coming Superman. That's what they're, the whole point is, that I'm trying to make is there's going to be a coming Superman and they're setting us up for that knowingly or unknowingly. It, I, I think a lot of the people involved with the comic books industry, movies, superheroes and all that, they're looking for a replacement God. Okay. They're trying to give you a replacement God because Jesus isn't good enough. So we got to have a Superman, Iron Man, all these other gods that, that show up Thor, I guess Iron Man wasn't a God, but you know, it's uh, Thor and, you know, all these extraterrestrial type people, they come in and swoop in to save the human race because Jesus isn't good enough. And I know a lot of Christians have a problem with that because we grew up on this stuff. You know, I, I'm definitely one of them. I was a big fan of all the, you know, most of the superhero movies, especially the Marvel stuff the last few years and Endgame. Oh, my goodness. Endgame. 
You know, the last few Marvel movies are just so entrenched with these, I don't know, this spiritual crap, you know, that they're just, they're making, drawing parallels. And, and the thing about it is the whole point of this podcast is there's a lot of us out here that are trying way too hard to hang on to the world. We're trying to hang on to that past that we grew up with, and we don't want to let go of that. And because we believe in Jesus and that we're saved, it somehow makes us immune to the worldly, you know, the world around us. That suddenly, somehow, we're able to um, serve both masters. We can serve the master of the world and love everything that they put in front of us, all the stuff we grew up with, and be able to love, you know, certain TV shows and, and, and you know, other things. And it's funny how some will actually criticize some of the TV shows about what the content is in them, but then they'll still hang on to um, other characters and other, you know, video games and movies and and you name it, old card games, whatever. And I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I but uh, I have growing been in, like in the last few years. Just you know, recently, I've started to grow more aware that I'm hanging on to the past and I'm hanging on to this world way too much and not enough to Jesus. I'm not reading God's word the way I should. I should be taking those all the time that I've spent on social media and the internet and watching movies and TV shows and like trailer park boys and, you know, all these filthy, filthy shows out there that are just nothing but filth. And, uh, they mock God every chance they get, they, uh, go against they, all these people. I, I've just become increasingly aware of what I'm doing. And until you become aware of what you're doing, you're going to continue to, um, I guess, support that stuff because you don't think it's because you know different. It's a, it's it's okay, and then you're gonna you're gonna be fine. But what we don't realize is that stuff actually influences your mind. You don't realize that it is, and you don't realize that you start grasping and holding on to that stuff, and and releasing your grip on God, like you, you start, you'll drift more towards one way or the other. And if you're, if you vehemently defend this stuff, the world, you can't serve two masters. I mean, you just can't, it's impossible. We all do it to an extent, but you just, you just can't. The Bible tells you, you cannot. Jesus told us you cannot serve two masters. I think it was in Matthew. It's in Matthew and Luke because you know how the four Gospels are basically the same story just told from different viewpoints. Um, it, it clearly says Jesus clearly told the disciples, the apostles, you cannot serve two masters. You either despise one and love the other, cling to the other, or you you know, cling to one and despise the other. It's, you can't do it both. And we're all guilty of this. All of us, all of us are guilty of this. Some are worse than others. Doesn't matter. We're still guilty of the same thing. The severity isn't, you know, the severity is only going to de depend on how close to God you're going to be. You know, a lot of times I'll, I'll tell you one thing. 
as I start departing away from the world, as I started making that move and wanting to do more what God wants me to do, as I start leaving some of that behind little by little, because I'm still, I'm guilty. I am guilty, absolutely 100%. But as I've started to wean myself off of that, the more God is opening things up for me and the more that I'm seeing, the more God is allowing me to see. You see what I'm saying? Then maybe if you are feeling like you don't know what God wants you to do or you feel like, you know, you feel like you're kind of left out in, in, in God's world. Maybe it's because you're holding on to this world a little too much. You know, maybe, and I, and I think God right now, uh, we're starting to kind of see uh, more people speaking out about God and more people coming forward with information about things that are going on around us. They're opening up eyes. Eyes are being opened. I think we're, I think we're getting pretty close to this this uh, <clears throat> this big harvest that's supposed to come before the end. So, you know, it it's tough to break away from this stuff. It really is because we all kind of get lost in our our own lives. Aren't what we thought they it should be, or it's just not as exciting as we think it should be. Um, so we lose ourselves in movies and comic books and, and characters and video games and the internet and social media. You could be whoever you want to be, but that's not what God wants for us. And the way I see it is, and again, I'm including myself in this. Don't, don't even try. I'm including myself. I think the reason we hold on to it is because Jesus just isn't as exciting for us. The Bible isn't as exciting, isn't as exciting as we think it should be. We don't get worked up about it. How many people do you know that get so fired up about a new movie premiere, but they don't get that fired up about reading the Bible? They don't get that fired up when they find something new, if they do read the Bible and they figure out something new. They get all fired up and they're calling people. Hey, can't wait for this, man. You got to see this. But they do it all the time for movies, TV shows, music. You know, somebody drops a new album. We get so excited about stuff in the world. That's what God wants us to, to get away from. And until you get that excited, I, you know, again, I stopped just short of being envious of people that, um, can ignore that stuff and can get that excited about the Bible every day. But I wish I could. And, and hopefully I think God will eventually lead me to that, that realization of eventually I'll get to that point. It's just getting away from the world is really tough because we're, we've grown up in it. We've, we've been indoctrinated for our entire lives. Satan has, successfully drug people away from God and he, and he continues to keep people, you know, dragged away. We can't, every time you try to get back to God and he's there just grabbing you by your foot and just dragging you back a few more feet, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. And that whole documentary, there's actually two parts to it. So the first part they were just released and I'm sitting there watching it 
And, and I'm thinking the entire time, I'm like, yeah, you know, all this other stuff started flowing through my head. Some of these people don't even realize why they're writing the stuff they're writing. Like a lot of the stuff that they, they're writing in the comic books and stuff like that. And this, the, see, these, this is all spiritual stuff. This is all, um, if you actually go, if I can find the Bible verse, uh, it is Ephesians, yeah, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's a very important verse, and everyone should remember that. We're not wrestling and fighting against bullies and men and women and alligators. That's not what we should be thinking about because Satan is coming at us spiritually and he is influencing people to create things to keep us separated from God. That was the whole point of this. That's the whole kind of not, I don't know if it's the whole point of that documentary, but that's what I get out of it is these people are being influenced by satanic forces. Some, some know it, some actually willingly admit it. Some of these authors in this documentary they're talking about, they, they fully admit that they use witchcraft to come up with their stuff. They go into trances or um, other people say, yeah, I went in, this guy was in a trance and I couldn't, you know, I had to walk out. It scared the crap out of me. So, you know, and the same thing with symbology, the whole Illuminati symbology and all this stuff like that. Most companies out here that use those symbols have no idea what they actually stand for. It's a spiritual um, influence. And they're being influenced to influence us, to influence the general people, you know, God's people. That stuff is being used to drag us away from God. Everything, you don't realize it. You just don't realize it. It's almost subliminal. Some of it is subliminal, except I see it all now. I see all of it. Every time I turn around, I see something. And I can't believe for years and years and years I didn't see it. And when somebody, you know, somebody watches this documentary or listens to me or anyone else talk about the uh, the way superheroes are portrayed as replacement gods and you're a Christian, I can't believe you don't see it. That really worries me. And I'm not going to judge or anything like that, but I'm just saying it worries me. And you should be worried as well. Because if you're grasping onto the world and you're hanging onto the world with everything you've got and you get so excited about new stuff that comes out, movies, TV, whatever, you're more excited about that than sharing the word of God or doing what God wants you to do. And then you wonder why God doesn't use you. I went through all this. I've been going through all this my entire life, running from God, not caring, not doing enough for God. Worried more about what the world had to offer than what God had to offer. And here I sit. You know, we all have a role to play. And God has um, something for each one of us to do. We, we have something to do in this kingdom. Each, every one of God's people has something to do. But the more we grasp and hang on to this world and everything of this world, and there's and none of you can sit there and, and quote me Bible scriptures. None of you can sit there and quote me one scripture in the Bible that allows you 
to stay firmly planted in the world and love everything that Satan puts before us and be able to love God and follow God and serve God properly. Not one. And it makes you angry and you get so mad. You're mad. I think you're mad at yourself because you know better. You know deep down in your heart that it's true. And it's a, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. I've tried it. I'm still swallowing it because obviously I'm still entrenched in this world to an extent. It's getting less and less and less, but it's still there. Still a sinner, still going to be there. Not better than anybody else. And I never will be. But I am going to say this. If you don't think Satan has used all of the stuff around us against you, you're, you're sadly mistaken. And those people are going to be fooled. When that Superman shows up, the Superman of the world that Satan brings into this world to save humanity, you're going to be fooled. You're not going to know the difference. I see it all the time. I see supposed Christians on my Facebook. I see them on social media. You know, I, I've seen them in the past. And as soon as you start throwing up, you know, start talking about, well, maybe, you know, maybe we should uh, put the world behind us and just not, oh, they get mad. They will, they will defend their right to love the world. And it scares me because what's going to happen when that Superman shows up? Are they going to recognize him? Are they going to know? Are they going to be fooled? I know a lot of them say, well, I know what the Bible says about when Jesus shows up, so I'll know it's the right one. I hope so. It's between you and God. Your, your beliefs and your, your, uh, where your heart's at is between you and God. But we're all hypocrites. And until you see that for yourself, you'll never be able to change it. You'll never be able to work on that. And that's the biggest problem that a Christian has to, or one of the biggest problems that we have to deal with is being a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. All of us. Matthew chapter 22, verse 18, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? You realize Jesus sees everything you're doing, right? You, <laughs> you realize God knows everything you're doing and what you're going to do, what you have done. He knows where your heart's at. He sees you getting excited about all this stuff, the world. He sees you loving the world and defending it. He knows. So that's between you and him. You have to deal with it. I can walk away. I can just ignore people. I can just, you know. I don't have to be around it, but God's always there, man. He, he is always there. He sees every single thing that we do. The whole world is wicked. This world is pure wickedness. 
And people just refuse to see it. They just absolutely refuse. And some of those are Christians, and they will never see it. But one day they'll be reminded of it. We all have to stand in judgment, and we're all going to have to stand in account. And uh, hopefully it's just a few of those that, that are deceived in the end. I hope and pray that they're not. 1 John 5.19, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Until you believe that, you're never going to recognize or see the extent of your faith. Until you believe that, that the whole world is wicked, that, it, that you're not, just because you believe in God doesn't make you immune to those spiritual battles. And those, those uh, spiritual softballs, they're getting tossed at your head every day. And there's a bunch of them every day. Every which way we turn. As Christians, we have to stay strong. We have to pray every day. We have to get ourselves, slowly wean ourselves away from the world. Less world, more God. And I know it's tough. It's tough to even think that way, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you mad. Make you sad, but it's the truth. It's the truth because the Bible says it is, not because Johnny says it is. Everything I'm saying is backed up in the Bible. Everything. This isn't my opinion. This is fact. And for some reason, God wanted me to put it out there. So I put it out there. I may talk more about it. Those of you that haven't seen the documentary, um, I urge you to go watch it. Maybe at some point in time we'll cover that. You know, I'll try to cover it as best I can. It's a very, very long history. And it is uh it it only not only includes comic books and movies, it, incl- it includes music. You know, all these things are spiritual. These the the spiritual wicked wickedness that Satan has influenced people to create these things, and they don't even realize they're being used. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them welcome it. I mean, you look at all the people that have admitted to signing their soul over to be famous. They admit it now. They freely admit it. It's all over the place. They're not joking. You think they're joking. They're not. They're serious. They're dead serious. And, when, and no matter what you say, those things influence you. They do influence you, especially music. Music really influences you. The kind of music you listen to definitely influences you. I stopped listening to music altogether. I don't even listen to Christian music. No music to me sounds like sounds right anymore. You know Satan was, well, Lucifer at the time was the minister of music. There's a reason why music has such a stronghold on people. And boy, people will fight that to their death. Oh, you know, it's just music. I'm just, I just like the beat. You know, I don't agree with the words. I just listen to them. And same thing with movies and stuff like that. Oh, it's just entertainment. You know, I just, you know, it's entertainment. I just take it for, you know, what it is. Just take it for the same. And I, I said the same thing. I've said the same things. But I realize Eventually, it's been op- my eyes have opened, 
And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that stuff. It's all, you know, a lot of it's subliminal. And the thing about it is people are going to be fooled by that. Maybe not you, but somebody is. You should be more concerned about that. And it doesn't matter. You're, you're, we're all too busy trying to hold on to the world. And, that, and that's a fact. Myself included, again, because I already know people are going to throw it up in my face. You cannot argue it. There is nothing you can say to me. There is, you, you better come at me with Bible verses. Bible verses only. That's your argument. You have to use Bible verses as an argument. Because I've already used two or three here, and there's plenty more. You got 66 books. Matter of fact, just the word wickedness alone is found in 127 places. So I've got 127 verses right here in front of me. Come at me. Give me what you got. But don't come at me with your opinion, and don't come at me because your feelings are hurt, and don't come at me because um, you feel like you're being singled out, or and don't come at me because, you know, you're just not willing to. You just think it's wrong. You you just you think I'm 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 seeing things. Come at me with Bible verses because I'm coming at you with Bible verses. You know, I, I use three at least three or four in this podcast. So hit me, hit me with Bible verses that allow you to conform with the world and God at the same time, that you are able to do both. Show me. You show it to me in the Bible, I'll believe it. Otherwise, I'm not going to believe it. Otherwise, I'm going to do my best to keep separating myself from the world and to draw closer to God. If that means I'm living in the woods by myself in a box and nobody around, I guess that's what it is because that my relationship with God is more important right now. God is going to take care of my family. So I don't have to worry too much about that. God will take care of my family. But something's coming big. I don't know what. I'm not going to speculate. The Bible tells me what's coming. I just don't know when. But there's a reason why these things are happening. There's a reason why people are being uh, drawn to speak out and to start talking about this stuff. I think it's a lot closer than we think. And I would highly suggest to anybody out there, especially Christians, do your best to separate yourself from the world. Stop believing what the world says and gives you. Start believing in what God gives you. And it may be, just maybe, you'll realize what it is you're supposed to be doing on this planet for God. But don't keep, don't keep complaining. If you're still attached to the world, you cannot complain about why God's not doing this or you can, you don't feel this or don't feel that. You cannot complain. I tried it. It didn't work. I complained and complained and complained and then realized, well, it's my fault. I looked in the mirror. It's my fault because I keep holding on to the world, holding on to addictions, holding on to this, holding on to that, putting all this stuff ahead of God. I finally got it. So now I can finally work on it and try 
I have my good days and bad days. It's not easy. It is not easy at all. And it won't be. It'll be one of the hardest things you've ever done is to let go of this world. But if you believe that Bible's true, what are you going to do? It's either not true or it's true. There is no in-between with this Bible. You either believe every word in it or you believe none of it. There is no middleman here. There is no fence to, to climb on. So, don't know who it's for. I know, well, I know it's for me. Part of it's for me, for sure. I'm included in that group. But there you have it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, all the support. And uh, I hope uh, to do another. I actually, I think we get Friday off. We have Good Friday off for the first time. I've never had Good Friday off with this company. But uh, apparently we got a Friday off, so maybe I'll be able to squeeze out a couple more podcasts this weekend. Uh, hopefully all of you are safe, staying safe. And uh, if you had any relatives sick or anything like that, hopefully none of them have nobody's had relatives to pass away or anything like that. But anyway, just know you're uh, in my prayers. If you want me to pray for you, uh, brokenmanradio at gmail.com. Brokenmanradio at gmail.com. I'll pray for you. I'm not going to pray on the air. I don't, I don't, I have a problem with the public prayers uh, just because I know what the Bible says about it. But um, I will pray for you. I will, you know. You send me a prayer request or whatever, and it's just between me and you. I'm not going to spread it around or nothing like that. So uh, I'll just I'll say a prayer for you. But uh, pray for me, please. Please pray for me because I, I, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling with the world and trying to put all this together and trying to do what I can for God. It is tough. And when this stuff hits me and I can't sleep or anything like that, it's like, you know, it's crazy. But uh, anyway... Everybody have a good night and a good rest of the week until I talk to you again. God bless each and every one of you. I love you, and I'll talk to you again real soon. <laughs>